Warning. The following story contains themes that some listeners may find disturbing or unsuitable. Listener discretion is advised. Laughter. Smiles. Happiness and delight were the only things Bebo the Clown ever wanted to bring people. He cared deeply for the children and sought to make all of them giddy with joy through his presence. However, joyful giddiness was not the reaction people had to Bebo the Clown. For his miserable appearance and lethargic demeanor brought confusion, sorrow, and panic to those who witnessed his act. The blotchy blue paint around his eyes bled pathetically into the white of his face, as did the red around his mouth, while an old, worn-out, puffy red ball sat on his nose. The dull colors of his rainbow hair had since faded away, but refused to leave completely, and drooped despairingly from the sides of his head. Tears ran down the faces of children that Bebo encountered as he handed out lifeless balloon animals and stale candy to his crying audience. Parents looked on in a state of shock, bewildered by the spectacle of sadness that was this poor man, while their children came to the daunting realization that true happiness was nothing but a lie. This never stopped Bebo from trying to make people happy. But as the days went on and the years flew by without spreading a single spark of joy, sorrow slowly ate away at Bebo, and he became more and more the living embodiment of misery. Eventually, Bebo was forced to confront the harsh reality that maybe he was unable to bring joy to anyone. Maybe he was never able, and maybe he was never meant to. He stared for hours at a kitchen knife sitting on his pantry counter and wrestled with the difficult thoughts that took refuge in his head. Until finally, an idea struck Bebo, which he could not deny. Perhaps if he himself could not bring happiness to others, then someone else could. Bebo then picked up the knife from the pantry counter and ripped a plank of wood off of the counter itself. He dug the knife into the plank and split it into smaller sections, which he then began to whittle down into even smaller pieces, smoothing and rounding them as he carved. Soon, these small pieces of wood began to resemble arms, legs, a torso, and a tiny head to give life to this new makeshift being. Although simple in appearance, this little marionette bore a quality so endearing, its charm was unmistakable. From the meek expression on its face, 
to the tenderness of its motions. Everything about it was darling and undeniably likable. Bebo looked at his creation with the love of a father and decided his name would be Fifi. The next time he went out, Fifi came with him. When the children saw Fifi for the first time, they were immediately drawn toward the cute little puppet. He walked like a baby deer on soft ground, unsure of how to move, and with a childlike innocence. The strings attached to his arms, legs, and body were connected to a wooden cross in Bebo's hand. Even though he had never operated a stringed puppet before, Fifi seemingly knew how to move by himself. In that moment, Fifi tripped over his own foot and fell forward. With arms outstretched, Fifi broke his fall and knelt on the ground like a person in shock, before shaking his head as if to say, Why can't I get anything right? The children broke out into laughter and stared eyes wide at the adorable display. Bebo saw the ocean of smiles and for what seemed like the first time in his life, smiled himself and felt joy in his heart. From then on, Fifi never left Bebo's side, accompanying him everywhere he went. The lovable wooden puppet performed for the kids, clumsily walking, dancing, and falling over with irrefutable charm. Fifi made the parents laugh just as hard as the children, <laughs> and there was no doubt that his antics were enjoyed by all. Fifi's silly dancing and lack of coordination wasn't what drew him so much attention though. He seemed to have his own personality, his own thoughts, and a self-awareness that could deliver humor to anyone who watched him perform. Bebo noticed this and although he was proud of his beloved creation, was also reminded that this little toy was everything he was not. The people now came in troves to see the wonderful Fifi in action. They chanted his name, cheered upon his arrival, and moaned disappointedly during his departure. The novelty of warm smiles and happy children had since wore off for Bebo and jealousy toward the adoration Fifi received began to fester and grow. He no longer cared about the laughter and joy of others. He only thought about the lack of attention he received and how it all went to Fifi instead of him. The next time Bebo went to see the people, he left Fifi at home and seek to entertain all by himself. The children chanted for Fifi, but when Fifi was nowhere to be found, were reintroduced to shock and confusion as Bebo entered the spotlight with nothing but his miserable presence. He danced and performed in a way he never had before, full of life and energy, as the stunned audience watched on silently. The all too familiar panic began to set in and the people grew cold, 
while tears welled up in the eyes of the children. Ibo's enthusiasm started to die. There would never be enough flowers, handkerchiefs, or baby rattles to pull out of his pockets. Never enough candy or balloon animals he could produce to satisfy his audience. For as long as they came from him, so did sadness, and an inescapable cloud of gloom consumed the atmosphere. Just then, Bebo awkwardly tripped over the toe of his oversized shoe and fell disgracefully on the ground. A moment of silence passed, and all the children broke out into tears. Bebo looked up at the sea of disapproving glares from the adults, before quickly climbing to his feet and scurrying away. At home, Bebo marinated in all of his negative emotions. Embarrassment, sorrow, and self-loathing hopelessness. He looked at Fifi, sitting in a chair opposite the window, seemingly perfect in every way. He could do no wrong, completely incapable of putting a frown on someone's face. All of Bebo's dreadful feelings mixed together into a cocktail of bubbling rage. Rage toward Fifi. Rage toward the people and rage toward this cruel, cruel world and its creator, who gave Bebo the relentless motivation to serve joy, while simultaneously making him unfit to do any such thing. Bebo would make his final stand, one grand gesture to show the world his dissatisfaction with existence. He would finally make everyone feel the way he wanted them to by his own accord. The next day, Bebo went to the people accompanied by Fifi. Upon their arrival, cheers and applause broke out. Delighted children made their way around the adorable puppet and laughed as they watched him run, jump, dance, and fall. At the height of their happiness, Bebo dropped the strings Fifi was attached to, and Fifi collapsed to the ground like a lifeless corpse. The smiles fleeted instantly from the audience, and suddenly all of the attention was directed at Bebo. Bebo then reached into his pocket and pulled out a small bouquet of dead flowers. With an outstretched arm, he presented them to the crowd and opened his mouth to say something. But before he did, glimpsed at the flowers in surprise and threw them to the ground. Bebo reached back into his pocket and this time pulled out a revolver. He waved it carelessly at the terrified onlookers and said, You never gave a damn about me. You never appreciated me or cared about all the things I did to make you happy. I gave you all joy. And damn it, I'll take it all away. 
Bebo cocked the gun back and opened fire. The crowd screamed and ran in panic as Bebo let off shot after shot. In the end, Bebo was left there alone with a smoking gun in his hand and a small wooden puppet riddled with bullets. Bebo had killed the one positive thing he had done with his life, murdered his best and only friend. He stood there and cried horrendously in wake of his own actions. He cried when the police came. He cried when they took him away. He cried in his jail cell as he awaited trial. And he cried some more in court. He even cried as they took him to prison, where Bebo would serve time for reckless endangerment. Bebo certainly did not fit the mold of a typical inmate. The others were hardened in demeanor and not plagued with hopeless and miserable emotions. One man caught glimpse of the sad, rainbow-haired clown and was immediately intrigued. He slapped Bebo on the arm and said, Hey pal, what the hell are you in here for? Bebo sadly looked up at him and said, I... I killed my friend. My only friend in the world. I killed him. I took out my gun and put six shots in him. Now he's gone. And it's all my fault. The inmates all perked up upon hearing the sad clown speak. Compelled by his remorse toward the horrific act. The first man then said, Jesus, why'd you do it? Because he made everyone laugh and they all loved him. Even though I made him who he was, they still loved him and never even cared about me. Who was your friend? Fifi! My little wooden puppet, Fifi! <laughs> The entire prison exploded into a fit of hysteria as laughter reverberated against its thick walls. Bebo looked around in amazement at the wide smiles and joyous tears which rolled down the faces of these rugged men. They fell backward and keeled over in utter hilarity as sadness peacefully exited Bebo's heart and a tender smile slowly made its way onto his face. <laughs>